Hello, my name is Jim. This is Baby Boomer Tales. I want to welcome you. I want to invite you to visit our webpage, babyboomertales.com. There's pictures, there's links to where you can listen to our podcast. There's a page right there where you can listen to all of our current podcasts and links to our older podcasts. Today, I would like to call this episode, Catching a Raccoon. When I was a boy, I liked to catch stuff. I was always catching critters, or trying to anyway. I'd go up to Third Valley and catch frogs, bring them home. One time in a class field trip, I must have been fourth or fifth grade, I caught a snake and chased the girls around with it, thought I was pretty funny. It was just a little garter snake. I liked to catch fish. I would try to catch turtles and was successful once in a while catching a turtle. You would think that those little suckers move so slow they'd be easier to catch. As I grew older, even though I still liked to fish, I didn't try to catch too many frogs and snakes and turtles. I guess I was starting to grow up a little bit. One day I was downtown in a store and a man came in and informed people in the store, working in the store, and I was standing there, overheard him. He said he had lost his pet skunk, gave his name and phone number, and if offered a small reward if anyone found it. Well, as things would have it, that night I was walking home with my dog, Baloo, and lo and behold, on the hill, there was a skunk. Well, we kind of chased the skunk, and the skunk not real fast, but we are trying to get around so I could catch him. And we finally got him cornered. And I was just thinking that reward money and how excited it is for us to catch a skunk. And Blue was right there. She's a good dog. Heck of a hunter. And the next thing you know, it was dark. It was night. But the air turned green and putrid and awful. And that wasn't a pet skunk. That was just a skunk. And he had sprayed. And Blue and I couldn't get out of there fast enough. Well, after a while, we went home, and I had my brother smell me, and I didn't really smell like a skunk, he said, but I could only smell skunk in my nostrils. Thank goodness we didn't get sprayed, but by breathing the air and being in the vicinity and just being right there, it had just filled my sinuses, and I smelled skunk for days. I couldn't get it out of my nasal, let alone out of my brain. It was a terrible, awful experience. I have never chased a skunk. I don't care if some man offered $50,000 and he said that there are a whole herd of them running around out there. I'd leave them be. I've seen a skunk do some serious damage. One time when we had our store, this lady came in. She was a customer of ours. And a skunk had got under her house into the crawl space and had sprayed. And they literally lost everything in the house. Insurance just said, move, we'll pay for it. It's that bad. So if you've only smelled them as you drive down the highway and there's one been hit earlier... And you get that whiff of that putrid smell, just multiply that by thousands, and you'll know what I'm talking about. When I was about 24, my friend Dave and I were working on a house. It was out in the woods. We were doing some repairs to the outside of it. One of my many, many odd jobs I had back then. 
And all of a sudden, you could see this raccoon, and he had like a collar on. And so all work ceased, and we worked the rest of the afternoon catching that raccoon. We got him treed and trying to get him down off the tree. Big idea was to capture him and find who lost him and collect a reward. Well, that sucker took all day to catch, but we finally caught him. Of course, Dave didn't want him. <laughs> And I was sucker enough to, I'll keep him. So I took him home, and I gave him his own room in the house. I lived in about a four-bedroom house all by myself. I was a caretaker of a place, and the house came with the being the caretaker. And that house started to stink. That raccoon was fascinating, though. You, you, if you remember when you are a kid learning about raccoons, washing their food, he actually did that. I give him a bowl of water and he'd wash his food whatever I gave him and so I decided I couldn't find who was ever raccoon it was but I decided to make him my pet so I was going to town one day and my dogs always just jumped in the back of the truck and off we went to town so I tried to get that raccoon in the front of the truck so he could ride up in the cab with me and a raccoon can't really jump like a dog jumps, so I was trying to help him. I grabbed him around his rib cage to lift him in, and he turned around and he bit me. I imagine I startled him real bad, and he was probably just protecting himself. There was a big gash on my finger, and I still can see the scar. And he ran off, and I was so angry at that raccoon, I cussed him and yelled at him and threatened him and he had a leash I by that time I had a you know a leash on his collar and I thought well I should try to catch him and at least let the leash off before it goes on I knew he wouldn't survive if he's out in the wild probably been a someone's pet since he was a baby but I couldn't get him and I was bleeding and I was angry so I went to town I went to Dave's house and showed Dave's mom my wound and I asked if she thought I needed to see a doctor. So she started quizzing me. You know, where did I get the raccoon? And how long have I had the raccoon? And what was I doing trying to pick the raccoon up? And all this stuff. But so her analysis of the whole deal was, since I didn't know the raccoon very well, I'd had him about a week. Didn't know where he came from. Didn't know his background except for he had a collar on that I should go to the doctor and see if I needed rabies shots. She kind of explained to me what was entailed in rabies shots and scared the bee Jiminy's right out of me. And I just couldn't do it. I just decided I'd take a chance. Now that is kind of silly. I should have at least gone to the doctor. I should have listened to Dave's mom's advice. But I didn't take her advice on that one. And thank goodness... That raccoon did not have rabies. About a week later, I got a call from a guy named Paul that they had actually, we had put the word out about the raccoon, apparently. And so he's letting me know that they caught it and took it to some kind of a children's zoo or something in Denver and uh, kind of gave me a bad time that I'd let that raccoon go with that leash and collar on. But at the time when he bit me and ran off, I care less. It was I was more interested in my well-being than that raccoon's. So any animal rights lovers might hate me for that. But that was 45 years ago, and I don't care now. I'd have handled it differently. 
if I'd seen a raccoon with a collar on, I would just called somebody, probably call my vet and see who I would call to come and rescue that sucker. But if I saw a raccoon and he hung around here a few days around my property during the daytime, I would know something's wrong with them. Because raccoons come out at night. I've got probably dozens of them around my house, but you only see them at night. Those are the healthy ones. A raccoon that you find during the day is either sick or he's someone's pet and got lost. I'll never forget that raccoon because I have the scar that reminds me of him. Dave and I took a whole day. We didn't make any money trying to catch somebody's lost pet. And all it got me was a stinky room and it stunk the house up and a scar that I have forever. It also got me a story I could tell today little yarn that I could spin. A memory that wasn't hard to dig up. I love animals, but a wild animal is just that. It's just a wild animal. So if it's a skunk or a raccoon, please do yourself a favor. Don't try to domesticate it. Let it be out in the wild. Shoot, a wild turkey just walked in front of my window yesterday as I was sitting here in my office, and I didn't go out and try to capture him. I just let him Continue being a wild turkey. Let nature be nature and let you be you. And the two of them can coexist pretty well and you can sure enjoy them. I don't waste my time catching frogs, although my grandsons were here a couple weeks ago and they caught some frogs. I don't discourage that kind of behavior and I'll go catch a fish once in a while. As far as snakes, I'm not going to catch a snake and put it in my pocket so I can make my wife cream next time she comes walking around here. That'd probably be a good way to not have a wife anymore. So it's different when you're in the fifth grade teasing the girls and when you're a 69 year old fart trying to make your wife scream. That's almost insanity. Or just trying to be funny on a very warped basis. Both of which I've probably been guilty of at points in my life. And I've learned from experience you don't do that. So please remember, skunks aren't flower on Bambi or Odie Colony on the cartoons. And raccoons aren't racky raccoon. Came into his room. They're wild animals. And respect that. And you'll be okay. I had to learn the hard way, but that's kind of the story of my life. And I'm just here to share that with you. Let me give you a list of animals not to fool with. Now, I live out in the country, and I've always lived in rural-type settings, so I'm not talking about your urban animals. I'm talking about the animals out here in the wild blue yonder, and I'll just throw a bunch of them out off the top of my head. I don't have any kind of list written out or printed out or haven't even thought of it, but I need to do this. Deer, elk, moose, bear. Squirrels. Don't fool squirrels. Bobcat. Mountain lion. Lynx. Wolf. Fox. Coyote. Eagle. Hawk. Crow. Buzzard. Skunk. Woodchuck. Beaver. Possum. I'm going to leave lion, tiger, elephant, wildebeest, crocodile, alligator, hippopotamus, rhinoceros, out of my list because I don't live close to those. But I do think that people in Florida ought to leave the alligators alone. I'll leave polar bears and walruses out of that one too. I also will leave sharks and stingrays and killer whales out of it since I don't see an ocean from my front yard here. 
What I'm trying to say is nature is full of animals. Wonderful, beautiful animals. Majestic animals. And they're not really part of our world, but they're given to us to enjoy and observe and try to understand without impeding on their life. Same way as we don't want them impeding on our life. Back where I was raised, right now they're having problems with bears. If you don't lock your car up at night, the bear can somehow figure out how to get into your car. And he'll tear the whole thing up looking for a rich cracker or a french fry you fell between the seats while you're eating a McDonald's driving home. So anyway, watch out for the bears. Now I'm not talking about hunting. I'm talking about capturing. You know, going out there and jumping on them, trying to get them with your bare hands or something like that. I captured an eagle and I talked about that in an episode called The Camp. But the eagle had been injured. And I saw his tracks in the snow walking up from the river, and that guy could not fly. And probably, if I wouldn't have captured him and eventually called Game and Fish and they doctored him, the bird would have died. And I'm not talking about being stupid, or maybe I am talking about being stupid. A couple summers ago, my wife walked into the TV room where I was relaxing and said, What's that thing over there by the barn? And I looked, and I looked again, I looked real hard, and I said, that's a big cat, a big cat. I think it's a mountain lion. Well, I knew that my dog was outside, and so I took off, and I had to go out the front door. It was faster than trying to unlock and negotiate the back door, and ran around thinking, I've got to get that dog in so it doesn't attack that cat and probably end up with a bad situation for the dog. And by the time I got around to where the barn was, the dog was running up from the road and the cat was gone. And what had happened is the dog saw the mountain lion and took off after him and the mountain lion ran off. And the mountain lion was at least twice as big as my dog. Her adrenaline was pumping fast. I had grandkids in the house and you hear stories of little kids running and a big cat killing little kids. And I never even thought there'd be something like a mountain lion where I live. You hear stories once in a while about people seeing them. So I went outside unarmed, kind of like an idiot, to rescue my dog. And what I'm talking about is what was I going to do? Jump on the mountain lion to rescue my dog? Kind of like I jumped on that eagle to rescue the eagle. So you got to be smart about this thing and not let your adrenaline override your better judgment. When I got back in the house, I was curious. So I got on and Googled it and I looked at a bunch of pictures because this cat appeared to be pretty hairy. Didn't really look like what I thought. At first I thought it was a lynx or something. Then I realized it was too big. And I finally found a picture and it was exactly like that cat. Then I read a little bit about mountain lions, and apparently a mountain lion, if it thinks, unless it's cornered, it thinks that if there's a chance it'll get hurt, it'll leave whatever there is there alone. So if this cat's not sick and the cat's not cornered, he should leave an adult alone. He usually will leave an adult deer alone. A male deer can cause severe damage to a, to a big cat if it, if it could gore it. 
So I did. Uh, a couple days later, I had a vet appointment for the dog. So I asked him if anyone talked about seeing a mountain lion around. And he said no. And his the girl helping him and his assistant said, my parents' neighbors took a picture of one that was at their place a couple days ago. And I said, that must be my cat. So I read about them again. And apparently mountain lions do live in the plains. They're usually looking for a mate if they're wandering around alone out in the middle of Kansas or Nebraska. So I'm not talking about hunting. I'm talking about capturing like little boys do on frogs and snakes. This has been a fun time remembering all those animals that I tried to capture when I was a kid. Always be kind wherever you're at. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever the circumstances, it doesn't hurt a little to be kind. Thank you so very much for listening to my podcast, for taking your time out of your day. It means more than you will ever know. I'll be back next Wednesday.